Let me ask you a question. If I had to ask you, what does a Christian look like? What would you tell me? Huh? A godly person, okay. That's a very general answer. What does a godly person look like? A Christian. All right, Jesus Christ, okay. Someone who shares, okay. Huh? You were right? Oh, I'm looking for specifics here. Someone who shares, that's a good thing. Someone who shows compassion. Some, who else? What else? Someone who tried to make other people look be Christian. Okay. Yeah, spread the word. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyone else? What, what would it be like? See God through them. Okay. What are some? I'm looking for more like traits and characteristics. Huh? Someone who's content. Okay. Huh? Someone who's people who spread God's message, as you said. Okay. People are forgiven. All right. What does a person who does not, who's not a Christian look like? What, is, what do they look like? Huh? An ungodly person. Okay. Specifics. Folly, oh, sorry. Follow worldly desires. Okay. Anyone else? Huh? Bad, bad actions. Okay, what are those actions? All right, let's go on, right? Okay. So we have been talking about discipleship, and now we want to look at a picture of discipleship in a gospel-centered life. Love conquers all, right? Now, Colossians chapter 3 gives us an example of what a Christian looks like, as well as what a non-Christian looks like. What things in our lives that before we come to know Christ, we have in us, and we need to put to death. Now, let me ask a question. When something is dead, what does that normally mean? It's dead, right? Right, it's not moving. It's, it's, it's gone, right? So Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these two you once walked when you were living in them. Let me stop there. So he starts off in Colossians 3, he says, put to death. Basically, strangle these things, kill these things. Now, when you are trying to lose weight, if you're going to diet, right? Right? If you're trying to lose weight, you're going to diet, right? You, what do you want to do? You want to, people sometimes cut out different foods, right? Right? It wouldn't be wise to just bake a chocolate cake and put it there and say, I'm going to go on a diet. Usually what people do is, you know what they'll do? They'll have a chocolate cake and say, you know what, I'm going to eat this chocolate cake and I'm going to go on a diet. Right? I'll start my diet tomorrow, all right? You bring that nice chocolate cake, I'm going to eat that, and I'll start my diet tomorrow. Then you're ready to put down, right? But here it is, he's starting off and saying this. 
put to death sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is adultery. These are things that we need to put to death. We need to kill them. We need to cut them off of our lives. Because you know what they're going to end up doing? They're going to end up strangling us. They're going to end up having a, a hold in our lives. In Hebrews 12, it talks about how we need to basically cut off or let go of the weights of sin. Because when we have sin in our lives, you know what's going to happen? It's going to keep us down. Anyone running him? Anyone's a runner? All right, some of you all put your line up. All right. All right, I don't have a real runner now. All right? Okay. Anyway, listen, right? All right. All right, so, right, so, so we got some runners in there, right? So, let me ask you a question. Listen, right? Listen, all right? If, you, if you're a runner, listen, quiet down, right? If you are a runner and you're trying to win a race, are you going to try to hold on to some weights and run with them? No, right? Huh? That don't make no sense, right? So let me ask a question. If that makes no sense to us, why do we as Christians try to hold on to the weights of sin? Why do we try to hold on to these things that's going to hold us down? We just, someone just said here, like how, like really, like, you, you serious? Like how you can run with weights? That's true. But the reality is in our Christian life, this is what we do. We hold on to the things of the world. And basically what they're saying is that we need to understand that we need to once walk this way. In these, you too once walk when you are living in them. Now, it's a challenge for us as Christians too, because you know what? Sometimes as Christians, we can get to a point where we look at people and we say, gee, like how could you be that way? How could, how could someone be that way? The reality is that before we knew Christ, we were all that way, because we were all pursuing the world. We were all doing these things. Verse 8, but now you must put them all away. All right? Because listen, we just talked about some big things there, right? Impurity, we talked about sexual sin, we talked about all those stuff. But now we can talk about some things that a lot of us in this room struggle with. But now you must put them all away. Not some, but all away. Anger. Ooh. Wrath. Malice. Slander. And obscene talk from your mouth. All right, let, let's stop there a second because right there, those are a lot of things that some of us in this room, we struggle with. We are angry people, some of us. Wrath. You know, you, ever, you know something you, you talk about and your parents may say to you, you want to feel the wrath of this? You want to feel the wrath, you know? Malice, slander. Now, slander, right? All right, listen. Slander is the big thing. Does everyone know what slander is? What is slander? All right, slander is when you talk about people. Gossip. Slander. When you shame someone, when you put someone down, you make up stories about someone, you slander. When you're trying to make people look bad. And obscene talk from your mouth. So listen, we have a lot of things there that it says basically 
You must put them all away. You must put them all to death. Get rid of all of these things. Now, does that mean that we're going to be perfect and that we're never going to struggle with these things? No. But we have to understand that should not be the norm of our lives. My first reaction in life should not always be anger. I should not always get angry at something. I should not always be talking about people, putting them down. You know why a lot of people like to talk about people and put others down? You know why I like doing it? Because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel better because you know what? If I talk bad about you and I make you look bad and I make myself look bigger than you and better than you, then you know what? I put myself up higher than you. Slander. It doesn't, and that's what the list doesn't stop there. Let's go verse 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Again, as a Christian, we have an old self, all right? This is what we used to do. This is the way we used to act. These are things that we used to fall into. Do not lie to one another. Lying. Isn't it easy to lie? It's easy to lie, right? At least to tell that first lie, right? It depends, right? Why is it hard to lie? You know why it's hard to lie sometimes? Because guess what? You better, you better remember how you lied. All right? Don't, listen, don't tell your parents one story and then go to the next parent and tell them a whole different story. All right? Now, am I giving you advice how to lie? No, I'm not. But the reality is, is that we lie to one another even in this room. Because you know what we do? Hey, I heard you talking about me. I said nothing about you. That was so-and-so. Not me. Not, listen. Hey, not me. That, can't, that wasn't me. That was, you know, and you throw someone else under the bus. It couldn't have been you. Right? Put up the old self with its practices. What's the practices? Things you do over and over, right? You practice it. When you practice something, you do it over and over and over, and it gets annoying sometimes, right? When you want a sports team, or whatever you practice, they tell you to continue to do it until you can do it to get better. You know, Steph Curry got such a great jump shot, he kept on shooting. He didn't just... He didn't just go there one day and said, you know what? I'm going to just start to shoot 10 shots. And I said, no, he kept on shooting. You know what else happens? Even when he missed, kept on shooting. That's what they do in the NBA. If there's a, if a star player, they don't tell him to stop shooting if they miss a couple shots. No, I want you to keep shooting. Because eventually they can fall if you're a star player. Now, if you're a lousy player, stop shooting. All right? We know that is, right? Different players, right? Verse 10. And have put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Now, so if we took off the old self, if I take off my old clothes, I got to put something on. So listen, as a Christian, we cannot say that if I struggled with drinking or smoking or whatever it is, I can't say I'm going to just stop doing that without filling it with something else. It doesn't work that way. 
And the Christian life doesn't work that way. I cannot say I'm going to just stop doing something. I got to fill it with something else. And what does it say? You're being. What is being? Being is in what tense? Let's do an English lesson here. And what tense is it? Present tense. It's continually happening. You're being renewed as a believer. Doesn't mean that you have it all together, but you are being renewed. You're working together to become more like Christ. Verse 11. Here there is not Greek, not Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. So here it is, as a Christian, we understand that there are no different in us. All right? There's no Jew, Gentile, slave, you know, we're all one in Christ. That's what I'm saying, verse 12. After we talked about what we put off, now we got to talk about what we could put on. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Look at those words for a second, because for some of us looking at them, that's a struggle. All right? Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. That's, that's, that's okay. You got to be kind. That means to be nice, right? Humility means that you are humble. And not that you write up. See, that's the problem right there. You don't be like, yeah, but look at me, very humble, but I'm humble, but I'm the humble beast king. You know? I 100% humble, but I 100% hashtag. Yeah, no. You know? But that's how some people are, right? Hashtag humble beast, me. Hey, really? Who said? You'd be surprised. Or hashtag bless, you know, like different names, right? Okay? Meekness and patience. Patience. Hmm. How many of y'all struggle with patience? I struggle with patience I'm nine too, right? I am more patient than I used to be. And guess what? I gotta be, listen, I gotta be patient with a lot of y'all in this room. Extra patient. But you know what? This is how God works in you. Because believe it or not, I, was, I, I wasn't patient. And my wife may say, I still ain't patient. I'm not patient all the time. But I'm, I do better than I was. Because I asked God to help me with it. He's being renewed. I'm being renewed every day. 13. What else do we put on? Bearing with one another. Wow. Bearing. Basically putting up with someone. You ever met people who are hard to get along with and to put up with? Right? There are people who are very hard to get along with. But guess what? You have to bear there, right? Bear putting up with them. You, you know, you have to ask God for help. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. Wow. Let me ask a question. How hard is it to forgive someone after they run you down, they talk bad about you, they made all these rumors about you? How easy is it to forgive that person? It's not easy, right? All right? Number, that's the vibe. you said, number one, that's wrong. Because as human beings, I don't care how good of a person you are, we don't forgive and forget. Now, can you um, cut up the phone, please? Thank you very much. If you want to give me an update of the score of the game, that's what you're checking on. 
Let's go. Spread the Bible. Thank you. All right. We as human beings, we can forgive, but to forget is very hard. Because never know what's going to happen, right? Just say William. William does something to me, right? And I come to William, William, you know what? I forgive you. But we come back next week, and William does the same exact thing, and I say, William, just last week you did the same thing. Have I forgot about it? No. But there's someone who does forgive and forget. That's Jesus Christ. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. So forgiveness is not an option for us. Jesus Christ forgave us. We messed up big time. And we continue to mess up. The last verse is 14. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So someone said at the beginning, love. Love is the greatest thing of all. There's a saying that says what? Love conquers all. When you love someone, you can overlook their faults. When you love someone, you do all you can for that person. As a Christian, we are to love one another. Even those people who are hard to love, we are to ask God to help us to love them. So I ask you, Tonight, what is it that you need to put off? What, what is the need that you need to take off? And the other question is, what do you need to put on? So how do we apply this? We need to take on the things that push people away from Christ and put on things that point others to Christ. We need to take off everything that is not Christ in us, that push people away from Christ, and we need to put on things that bring people to Christ. Because the reality and the hard thing of a lot of us in this room is this. Is that we call ourselves a Christian. But yet we don't look no different in the world. We look the same. And we're giving Christ a bad name. Not ourselves. But we're giving him a bad name. So I would challenge you. Search your heart. Search your life. And ask yourself. What is it that I need to take off? What I need to put on. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Father, we pray that you continue to be honored in all that we do. We need to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.